Hello and welcome to So Divine. I'm Megan Skinner. And I'm Stephanie Galing. And this is our monthly podcast where we explore what's happening in the celestial landscape, what's going on with the stars. We pick a tarot card to fit the vibe, all with an eye towards inspiration and helping you to lead a more conscious life. So hello, Stephanie. Hello, Megan. (laughs) Oh my goodness. This is our April edition and what a difference a month makes. For sure. For sure. I mean, one of the reflections of that, maybe not the most important reflection, one of the reflections of that is instead of you and I being together physically in a podcast studio recording, here we are. I see you on my screen through Zoom. I'm at my house, you're at your house, but we're using technology, thanks to the Saturn and Aquarius, finding (laughs) technology for all of us to stay connected. Yeah, absolutely. This is just so, so Saturn in Aquarius. And so, yes, this is our April edition. And I think I speak for both Stephanie and I when I say I hope all of you are staying safe and well and in your homes and um, let's all stay connected. So April Astro, we do have a, a big theme for this month. And we thought we'd talk about... Jupiter joining Pluto. And Jupiter and Pluto first come together um, on April 4th, and then this will continue to unfold throughout the year. Um, But we thought it would be a great theme to give some context to what's going on right now, and also maybe some tools and understanding to be able to work with everything. So Stephanie, why don't you tell us a little bit about what this means, Jupiter joining Pluto? Perfect. Yeah, we'll break this down. It's so big, but we'll break it down into pieces. So the planet Jupiter, that reflects growth and expansion that makes everything larger. Also Jupiter, that reflects wisdom and learning, is in Capricorn. It's been in Capricorn since December. It is going to be occupying the same place in Capricorn as the planet Pluto. The planet Pluto is the planet of the underworld. It embodies the archetypes of death and rebirth, of transformation, right? of the dismantling of structures that aren't, do not have vitality and integrity for then there be to be, a, excuse me, there to be a rebuilding from the core. Yeah. So with Jupiter and Pluto, it almost feels like you have really big Pluto. Mm, Yes, big Pluto. That sounds a little bit scary. It is a bit scary as we see in the world on so many levels. Yeah, yeah. And I think also, you know, Jupiter and Pluto, you know, in the sign of Capricorn, you know, has so much to do with you know, our day-to-day structures, both, you know, our individual structures and our universal structures, you know, whether we're talking about government or institutions or healthcare systems or, you know, banking, all those things that we rely upon in the day-to-day to, you know, to be there, to be stable, to be uh, sustainable as we move forward. And then here you got Pluto saying, well, I don't know about that. (laughs) And then you have Jupiter just like this month 
as you're saying, amplifying all that. So it's making all of those plutonian breakdowns all the more bigger. Yeah. Yeah. All the more bigger, you know, and it's, you know, really thinking as you're saying through that lens of it's the structures, since it's in Capricorn, it's those structures that also like tether society together. Right. And those things that we rely upon to structure our daily lives or, you know, larger than our daily lives, our work and banking and sort of, you know, the structures that create the social fabric. And those are being torn apart because of, you know, the implications and the, um, you know, what's another word here, like the outcomes of the pandemic. And so that which we have relied upon is being torn apart. One can look at it from the Plutonian perspective. And by the way, this is not to not hold space for all of the pain and the suffering and the sorrow and the terror and all of these feelings that we're connecting to and we're experiencing. But the Plutonian transformation is, it's almost like that which can't pass a stress test. (laughs) right? That's what's being dismantled. So is Pluto actually showing us the underbelly of that which of these structures doesn't have the integrity, right? I don't know. You you know what I'm saying? No, no, I love that. I love that. And I think integrity is such a kind of a Capricorn kind of word, you know? And, you know, when you talk about Pluto and you talk about, you know, the underworld or the underbelly, and it's that shadow energy, you know what I mean? And my gosh, I don't know about you, but in these times where those structures are not available to us in the same way, we're all, I think, individually, not only collectively, but individually being forced into some of our own shadow energy. Like, what are the weak structures in my life? And, you know, ultimately, you know, on a high note, (laughs) if you will, Pluto is about transformation, right? And it's about regeneration. And so, I think that we're all being forced very much into this present moment energy and we're recreating in the moment structures that work for us individually, moment to moment, right? But I will just say, you know, myself, um, you know, I have been experiencing a lot of that Pluto angst, (laughs) you know, that anxiety of feeling unsure and because so much is unknown. And to me, Pluto has so much to do with like the mystery, right? It's like that eternal mystery that's unfolding, but that unknown part of the mystery can be so, so uncomfortable. So uncomfortable, right? And with Pluto also relating to like control, power and control and seeing like where we don't have control and things feel out of control, But in reflecting also what you shared, I think it's really important as we're also seeing this come up, right? What's been tamped down and underneath for ourselves, right? Like our shadow, our subconscious, the fears that are just like a volcano, just like (laughs) shooting up survival. That's very Pluto. Yes, survival. Yes. Right. And we're really being tested with that, both like our survival in terms of like our literal life or the survival of the routines we knew, the community, the structures. And it's threatening, that sense of like threatening, that that feeling. And yet, I think that where the work is, and maybe where some of the centering is, is there is a whole lot of stuff that we individually cannot control. But we need to look, what can we control? 
Mm. How can we maybe look at the, you know, pull these Plutonian invitations into ourselves? You know, where can we see like the structures in our own lives that really like had false facades that we can break that down to like what and redefine what's essential to us, help with that rebuilding in our communities or again, just seeing like, how can I pull back some of that control because of the things that I actually can control? Yeah, that's good. That's great. I love that. And I also think, you know, let's talk a little bit, you know, we've talked about that Pluto and that dark night. Let's talk a little bit about Jupiter. And, you know, ultimately Jupiter is the planet of wisdom. And, you know, Jupiter is the great teacher. And, you know, Jupiter is really, you know, asking us to like maybe I always say it's a time to like put on our big girl and our big boy panties (laughs) and grow up a little bit, but there's wisdom here. Is there not? I mean, this is a learning experience. This is a growth experience, right? You know, and Pluto's all about evolution. I believe Jupiter's all about growth. So it's like, what can we learn from this? You know, what, what is the greater, the greater maybe teaching, you know, that we can grab onto and, you know, I think with Jupiter, you know, being, having so much to do with wisdom is this is not the first time that the planet has gone through something like this, right? And maybe it's the first time we've gone through this where we've had cell phones <laughs> and constant media and everything on video. But, you know, if we look backwards, you know, there's always been a learning there, right? You know, so as we come together in this, maybe what is the collective learning and what is the individual learning? Yeah, for sure. Right. And thinking about that wisdom, I mean, I'm thinking also about Jupiter and its growth, right? How we all feel so stretched right now, right? And whether that's like literally like, I feel like my budget has to stretch to because (laughs) of the way that things have shifted financially, you know, or we're feeling really stretched like, oh my God, I didn't know that I had the capacity to deal with all of these things at once and to stretch my heart, right? And to stretch my emotional Mm. bandwidth. But I can't Mm. help but think that like stretching into a greater sense of this is what I'm capable of, that I'm at, we're all seeing like, wow, this is what we're really made of because we are under this stress test, that that is a growth that we can take from this you know, and, you know, that might not sound like the greatest of balms during this time when like things may feel really intense, but like to really think about this, like to see like, wow, you know what? I am capable of more and I'm made of more than what I previously thought. Right. And I feel like that's something that can help to lift us up and to elevate us, but also giving us a sense of grounding. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think that's really great context here. The other thing is, um, you know, when we were talking about, you know, what we were going to talk about today, you know, one of the things you brought up, which I really liked was about how Jupiter is very connected in mythology to the god Zeus, right? And so, you know, and Zeus, wasn't Zeus like the the head guy, right? He was the, the head god. King of them all. King of them all from Mount, whatever, Olympus or wherever it was. And so, you know, maybe this is a time where we're looking at, this sounds funny, but the Zeus is out there. You know, maybe we're looking at 
who are those world leaders, you know, that are sitting atop the mountain. And, you know, maybe we're having the opportunity to see them a little bit differently and see what Zeus's, what leaders are coming forward in ways that are inspiring and that are helping us to, you know, work through this. I just, I like that Jupiter context. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're really, again, with like Capricorn and Pluto and power and people who have power, it's now actually really seeing in this time of crisis, who really holds good power? Yeah. And for who is holding power, that's just sort of a facade and actually can't work in these times when there's just, again, to use that term, this huge stress test and who is emerging. Right. And at least here in the United States, like seeing how some of the governors are really emerging. I mean, Andrew Cuomo, I feel like there's a hashtag out there like, Andrew Cuomo is my new boyfriend. Like, everyone's like, he's my boyfriend. He's my, you know, um, just in terms of like who's really standing up. And then also to think about taking that down to a different level, like in your community, in your household, like how can we stand up? How can we be like the head of state, if you will, right? That can like deal with this greater sense of like, you know, being a steadying force um, as we're riding these waves of this transforming time. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's great. So let's also like boil this down a little bit with dates. Love that. Know? Yeah. So you mentioned, of course, it's happening on April 4th, and then we're going to have this happening again on June 30th. Is that right? And November yeah. 12th? And November 12th. So those are the exact conjunctions. And throughout that time, though, I mean, from now through November, it doesn't mean those are the only dates, right? There will be other peak periods for that as well. You know, in fact, one of the peak periods, and we did mention this in March's podcast, was the last weekish of March when Mars connected to this Jupiter and Pluto action. Ah, right? yes. It was very Mr. Mars, yes. Mr. Mars. I mean, it was really <laughs> amplified. I mean, I wonder yeah. if some of, the, of you listeners out there are like, wait, didn't this thing already start? Why are you saying it starts on <laughs> April 4th? Like, I've been feeling it for the last handful of weeks. So it right. did start, and it came in with that bang because it was Mars. Also, at the end of the month, the end of April, around the 25th, feels like yet another peak period for this, right? I mean, I'll just sort of share the astrology and, you know, as you can delineate this, because on the 25th, not only do we have the planet messenger Mercury Mm, connecting a square to the Jupiter and Pluto, our friend Pluto stations to go retrograde. So as we've talked, we always talk about when a planet stations, it's like big. It's like, it's very loud what its archetypes are emanating. So around the 25th, we have really power, you know, bigger than bigger Pluto. And then we have the, you know, that message being brought forth because Mercury ties into that. So what are some of your thoughts about, you know, what might arise or how to navigate that time period? Yeah, that's interesting. And I think with the Mercury energy, it's, you know, in the messaging, you know, I think that it'll be interesting to see if what happens with that, if any of the messaging changes, if any of that, you know, context changes, you know, if the communication is going to, I don't know, be different in some way, you know what I mean? You know, because as this is unfolding and it is unfolding day by day, what we're already experiencing is is a different message every day. It's okay. It's not okay. Leave home. No, don't leave home. You know, and I think that that can be very confusing. So I 
it'll be interesting to see what kind of gets out there. You know what I mean? With that messaging, I think ultimately, and this is just to bring in back, bring back some of the Pluto energy is it does force us all into maybe like you were talking about our own individual power. And I think with that comes the, the, the intuition, you know, that we all have that ability to kind of on a deeper level to know what is right and what's not right for us now. So I'm not saying don't listen to the messaging. That messaging is so important, but at the same time, you know, don't hesitate to take a step back, go in and go, let me feel into this. How does that feel to me? Does this feel right to me? Does this feel right for me? And so, you know, maybe that's the counterbalance, right? To some of the messaging that's happening. There's check in with yourself. You know what? Once again, as you do numerous, numerous, numerous times, you read my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that that's it. Like, you know, of it's course. not, of course, it's not just like, what is that? There might be another message in the world related to like the breakdown or the transformation, but also how can, you know, if we think about how, again, we're going to try to take some control back in terms of what we can control within ourselves is, you know, where you may find the messenger, Mercury is buried mm. deep within you, Pluto, mm. That is then your source of wisdom, Jupiter. Yeah. Right? So really to like to go deep within and really to like unearth what is truth for me. What has me feel a sense of steady state? You know, what has me feel regenerative, regenerated, you know, or sustain it? Like what's, what's, that, what's that truth for me? Yeah. Um, and I think that we just, we really need to, rely upon our inner resources at this yeah. time, our yeah. intuition and that guide of knowingness being a strong one. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I love that. I love that. And it also reminds me a little bit um, of the tarot card that we came up with for April. So divine. And um, I'm going to go ahead and go with that. Go with that. Go for it. Okay. So the tarot card that we chose for the month is the Wheel of Fortune. And interestingly, the Wheel of Fortune is ruled by the planet Jupiter because every tarot card does have a astrological ruler or a planetary ruler. And so the Wheel of Fortune is very much about change and moving through change. And actually in some decks, the Wheel of Fortune is called the Wheel of Life or the Wheel of Karma, which is, sounds a little bit more ominous. But the idea with the Wheel of Fortune is that life is change and change is life. And every time the wheel turns, there's, you know, it's a new moment. It's a new day. It's a new season. And I think we all get very caught up in not wanting things to change, you know? And so here we are in this time of extreme change. And, you know, how do we negotiate the wheel? Right. And so what they talk about with the Wheel of Fortune is to go to the center of the wheel, because the center of the wheel, which represents uh, a state of detachment or non-judgment, when we can be in that detached place, when we can be in that place of non-judgment to all the things that are happening on that wheel around us, kind of like becoming like the eye of the storm or the eye of the hurricane. When we can become that center of the wheel, then the wheel goes round and round and we are not, you know, having to 
be on top of the wheel where we're up or on the bottom of the wheel where we're down. It's negative. It's positive. It's yeah, da, 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 da. So going to the center of the wheel allows this change, allows the, flu- the fluidity of life. It allows us to be in that flow without having to react or be a part of some of those extremes. So it's this reminder that go to the center of the wheel. How can you be the center of the wheel? And it's this state of being calm, being centered, and not getting caught up in the ups and downs or judging them as positive or negative. It's all change. It's all movement. So I thought that was a nice card for April and everything that's happening, especially with the Jupiter stuff. Absolutely. I mean, it just feels like, right? I mean, you use that word, centering. Right. How do we find that center in this storm? Yes, yes. You know? And then how do we then emerge from that, again, with a greater sense of capacity? You know, I keep on getting back to that word that, like, we have those resources within to carry us forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I think the message here is just go to the center of the wheel as much as you can, whatever makes you feel in that place. Yeah, and I, wow. I just want yes. to add one more thing before we we finish too. Something you and I have talked about a lot is again, it's back to that theme of like pulling it in and finding the center and finding that control. But like, you know, where in your life can you just do Pluto? Like where can you like shed, do Pluto? Shed, shed down, you know, where can you purge? <laughs> where can you shed down to like what your what's essential for you? What's mm-hmm. not essential? I think a lot of us are seeing this now. Like what right. is really at my core? And owning right. that, the things that really like make up your life and make you feel a greater sense of vitality and stripping yeah. away all that. Really now, a lot of us are realizing these things that we've done that were non-essential, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I know sometimes that might be hard. So hard. You know, I think we're all having our moments, but at the end of the day, I think there's that greater context, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, my gosh, Stephanie, this has been amazing. It's so great always to talk with you and all of you out there in So Divine Land. Of course, uh, coming up in a couple of weeks, we have So Divine Conversations, so which we'll be posting mid-month, so stay tuned for that. With everything that's going on, don't hesitate to reach out to us. Let us know how you're doing. If you have any questions, anything you want to talk about, of course, I can never remember our email address, Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? So there's a couple of ways you can reach us. You can go to our website at sodivine.us and go to the contact page or emails directly at sodivineventures at gmail.com. And thank you, Megan. Thank you. Thank you also to our producer, Sebastiano Tecchio. And thank you still to our honorary producer, Nick Pottery at the Cloud Room Studio. We miss you, Nick. We miss you. Um, and thank you, Megan, and thank you, everyone who's listening. Take okay, care. Have a, care. Have a great month. Stay well, and we will be talking with you soon. Bye.